This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. to you. Welcome into the action line from WGNS. This morning we are focusing on the city of Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest this morning. Shane, good morning to you. Bart, what's happening? i just having fun over here. Glad that you could join us and uh, come over and play. The listeners can't <laughs> see it, but you've got a phenomenal um, July 4th American flag shirt on. That's ah, that's pretty sweet. Thank you. I'm, I'm ready for the 4th of July for next year. That's now. right. <laughs> what a good celebration. Uh, I'll tell you, that was a phenomenal celebration this year over at the Fountains. Yeah, it was great. Our, you know, we partnered with Middle Tennessee Electric this year mm-hmm. and um, really had a had a, a, a cool experience. And it's, it's so nice, too, that you're using the high-altitude fireworks and folks don't have to all cluster at one place you can spread out yeah. although they weren't spreading real well we and we were part of that not spreading <laughs> uh, well, you know it was uh it was it was interesting to see all of the the pictures on social media and people who were you know four and five miles away who were all oh, yeah. taking pictures saying hey we saw the the fire they were the show. smart ones that's <laughs> you know I, I i have to start giving my dog medicine uh you know july the third so she's pretty loopy for yeah. you know about three days because it tears her up so and so uh we'll re- be ready for the next round of them yeah we're excited that was, you, that was so a, much great things happening in murfreesboro yeah you know we've been um had a lot of things we've been working on we've we've of course y'all keep up with rom's road projects on mm-hmm. your on your site so we've got a that lot of things going on had a, a very interesting um, as, as you know, we've been working on the landfill issue, and the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board met um, last Friday night at the first meeting I can ever remember at, at being an elected official that we had on a Friday night at 6 o'clock. And so... You guys, you're getting older. Obviously. Yeah, I know. And, and, and <laughs> Nothing happening on Friday night. Let's have a meeting. <laughs> yeah, so that board met um, and, you, you know discussed the landfill and and uh, they had public comments a couple of weeks before that or a week before that and ended up um i I tell you i couldn't be more proud you know specifically of the whole board but um donna barrett you know donna is known for being meticulous and studying issues and she had put together a resolution um you know, explaining why that the 98% expansion was inconsistent with, you know, really the direction that we've been working towards for the last six or seven years. And uh, she knocked it out of the park. I mean, just the thoroughness showing why that this expansion would be detrimental, you know, not only to Rutherford County, but specifically to Murfreesboro. And Darren Gore did a great job too. Uh, Darren's very detailed and an engineer, and um, really, you know, behind the scenes, being able to to educate all of us and give us information. So anyway, that central 
uh, Tennessee Solid Waste Board um, voted unanimously to reject the expansion application, and so now that will be sent to TDEC, Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation, and the um, TDEC will make the determination from there. I think the words that they use, if the board acted arbitrary and capricious, and um, you know, Miss Barrett did a phenomenal job showing why that the board didn't, you know, is not acting arbitrary and capricious. So. You know, in Murfreesboro, I think we're still um, going to keep fighting on, you know, why that we feel like that um, that expansion is, is bad for the community. But, you know, we took the step last Thursday night that we allocated $50,000 that we are partnering with a company out of Morrison, Tennessee, Waste Away, who uh, takes... Um, takes solid waste and municipal solid waste msw and they sort that through this process and they turn it into fuel um and so we we felt like that, that was a, a a very worthy expenditure to see if that's something that you know can can help murfreesboro well now will this processing be in morrison which is sort of halfway between Manchester and McMinnville, or will it be here? Well, that's part of the process because I think this is going to go to, and that's one of the things that the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board and, and Mr. Gore and Miss Barrett talked about, sort of some of the things that we've all been been working towards. And you know, really, seventy or sixty some odd percent of the trash that comes um, from Davidson, you know, to Middle Point comes from Davidson County. And you know, I think the ultimate thing that we all are are talking about is that you know one area just can't bear the brunt of everyone else and that's really what has had you know I, I think if you were to go back to the early 90s and when the agreements were you know were made no one anticipated one the growth of this area but two that um you know davidson county would just say hey we're we're closing our thermal plant and we're sending everything somewhere else and so i think that's what as murfreesboro and i think that's what the county has been working on as well through their rfp process to really go through and say what what are our next steps and what's a more sustainable sustainable step you know i don't think that we can ever get to zero waste to where you know we we either compost or waste energy i mean that that's probably not that's probably not achievable but getting as close to that number as we possibly can um and we think that you know you know that's this study um with the engineers griggs and maloney or or some of the engineers that'll be working on this is they can go through now and figure okay is it cement plants that are going to use this energy is it you know other manufacturing and in um in industrial types of of companies that can use this energy is it processed you know with a with a private public partnership where you know the facility there's a new facility built here in murfreesboro where you know rutherford county can bring their trash so that's something i think that we're you know we're we're going to work through and and look bart i told this to darren gore and i said this at council you know when we initiated a solid waste feast i don't know five or six years ago the whole time that we did that, it was with the anticipation that the landfill was going to close. I mean, we knew that the that from what we were being told and past agreements that had been made that, you know, it had been represented to us that landfill was closing. So we felt like as a municipality, it made more sense instead of, 
going from zero to to 100 miles an hour and saying, okay, look, your solid waste is now going to be from being free. It's now going to be $30 a month that we just said, look, we're going to gradually put a fee in place that, you know, sort of acclimates people to understand solid waste is not free. And it gives us time to come up with what that process is. And so I think the entire council is committed to, to going through and figuring out what that process is. How can we protect ourselves from future surprises? And I bring this up because uh, these sound like great opportunities. Uh, the fuel, creating fuel from waste, sounds great. But so did the thermal waste plant that Nashville yeah. was building. And they spent millions. It is where basically the train stops uh, the Nashville Star, yeah. I think. Uh, they built this huge facility, and this was it the 80s they built this? Yeah. Uh, and, and they tore it down. After a while, uh, they were going to burn the garbage and sure. create energy. Uh, they changed their mind. Uh, what's to stop other people from changing their mind on things that we think are going to be there? You know, I think as technology um, progresses, that's always going to be an opportunity but also a threat because you know a great example is it you know do you want to go to an emergency room or an operating room that used the same equipment even five years ago or do you want to go to one that uses the absolute best equipment and so you know the honest answer is i think there's a there's a cost to doing business that as technology increases just like your phone (laughs) i mean you know we change our phone every year because something something's newer and better and and i think we have to as elected officials we have to have a cost benefit to understand you know is there a better process and how much is it going to cost us to do that or do we continue to do an, an older method and not maybe not realize as much as a savings but it still is okay so i think that's something we're you know, we're going to continually deal with just because as technology uh, improves, so do those process processes, especially with solid waste. But, you know, people will ask me all the time, why do you, you know, why do we not have a recycling program? And, you know, the, the, the answer to that is for, we were work, we're working towards getting a recycling program in place, but right now there's just not, based on the old agreements that were signed years and years ago, you don't want to take a million dollar um, process and put in place on the back of the taxpayer when right now, you know, if the citizens of Murfreesboro institute a recycling program that just extends the life of the landfill, well, that just benefits Nashville because they're the ones bringing the majority of the trash down here. So I think as the as the, the landfill nears closure, that will be things that um, you'll get rewarded for recycling in the city. Do we know that we can actually close the landfill. We're always surprised with the reinterpretation of a contract and they say, well, it's okay to expand that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why I don't want to go into all the legalities, but, you know, there, there's there's been lots of discussion on this landfill, right? And even going back to Mayor Burgess and now with Mayor Ketron, there was no talk about expanding the landfill. It was a surprise. Yeah, I mean, there you know there there, there was a talk about at one point about mining the old unlined county landfill and you know possibly redoing that county landfill and and looking at at that opportunity. But 
you know, the county commission back in, I think it was 2016 or maybe 18, um, voted unanimously not to, you know, allow core drilling out there for that to occur. So I don't think the majority of the residents in Rutherford County understand how bad that landfill is on the north side of town and, and really even to MTSU and Las Casas and Milton until you live in that area you don't understand what it's like and you know the argument of saying um, well you, you knew there was a landfill there you shouldn't have moved in that area well is that really fair to the residents who live within a five and seven mile area of that landfill to say that one entity can destroy the quality of life that all the residents have there and i think that was one of the things the central tennessee solid waste board said is you know no i mean that's that's not appropriate i mean and, you know i think going through the study now that we've gone through showing you know some of the things that that need to be improved hopefully um, and I think this is going to fall back on TDEC. You know, I, I think there was an article, uh, maybe y'all ran or the da- the Daily News Journal ran of some of the violations that had occurred in June out there, leachate, leachate violations, and um, you know what it boils down to is, and this is what we've we've contended. Um, you know, one of the most valuable resources that we have in Rutherford County is topsoil, just because there's not a lot of it. You know, we we uh, we predominantly have a lot of rock around here. And when you have a, a landfill, it has to be covered. And when you don't cover it, it stinks. And so <laughs> that's one of the things that we, we uh, you know, you and I may not be here in 20 years or 30 years. That landfill is going to be here in 20 or 30 years. And I think it's our obligation. And, and fortunately, the Central Tennessee Solid Waste Board reading through Donna's resolution you know, we're supposed to leave this place better than what we found it. Yeah, and, and, um, and, you know, I, I think there's a strong argument right now that what's being done out there is not leaving it better than you found it. Isn't TWRA encouraging people not to eat fish that are caught in the Walter Hill Dam area? Yeah. You know, I mean, we, do we ever wonder why they do that? It's high levels of mercury. Um, but why is it there? I mean, you know, I mean, that that. I think the easy answer is I, I hate to even speculate, um, but for just that one area, yeah. So I, I, I don't know, Bart. Strange. Uh, yeah. I, I think we don't. Do we look the other way? Uh, no, we don't. No. Um, I, I mean, I don't think that there's ever when it comes to our water source and when it comes to treating, you know, wastewater and sewer, we don't look the other way because we can't. You know. We take very seriously, you know, what um, the people in Murfreesboro, I mean, they're drinking water. So, you know, fortunately, that's downstream of, of where we where we, we get our, our water. You know, most of, most of our water comes from Percy Priest. Um, that's where most all of our drinking water comes from. But, you know, we do uh, have to be able to put our wastewater back into the streams. And, you know, my my contention is that as regulated as we are on what we can put in in our our streams then we want to make sure that what everybody else is doing is is the same way so i mean you know you know ultimately bart if there's one thing i can get across i mean i I don't think this is going to be something that um you know the city doesn't 
get the, I told our our old our old I don't say old our our city attorney our former city attorney we were talking yesterday and um, typically you know the city we can take stands on a lot of things and you can look at either side of the argument and say well I, I see both sides but you know in my opinion this is one of those sides that there is no other side it's you know Middle Tennessee in Murfreesboro specifically can't be the dumping ground for everybody in the mid-state and so there's got to be a regional solution where one community doesn't bear the brunt of what everybody else is doing and you know at, at the end of the day I could not have been more proud of of Donna Barrett, Darren Gore, Joe Whitefield, Mike Nolan, those are your Rutherford County representatives and, and then also you know there's several representatives from Coffee County, from Cannon County and from Warren County. How are they feeling all this? I mean, are they in like thinking to Rutherford and Murfreesboro? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they all voted unanimously not to approve that that you know the application for the expansion. You know, now I, the fight's not over. I mean, this goes to the state now, and and that's something that we're as a city we're not um, we're not backing down. So, and that's you know one of the reasons I think the council um, wisely approved the the waste away study on thursday night because you know we're we're moving on like we have been for the last six or seven years on what's next after the landfill closes does each county have the ability to have their own landfill i mean could they each one be responsible for whatever garbage they create yeah it'd be tough um you know because going through land you know the landfilling process is um, is 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 a tough process to go through and get approval because you know honestly no one wants a landfill and, and that's really where it's tough right now with Murfreesboro is you know where that landfill was 20 years ago you probably could argue it was in the middle of nowhere but it's not anymore you know the city is right next to that landfill the city has grown out in that direction and that's why you know I'm not going to get into the legalities but we we strongly feel like the Jackson Law. Um, you know applies to a new land new landfilling and that's really you know there's a landfill there but when you go to expand it that's new landfill operations i mean that's period and, and it's difficult evidently to get land that will be useful for a landfill correct. you know so i think that i think that there is an argument that you know landfilling is the cheapest thing you can do right and so if there's an area you know for example where i'm from in in Grundy County there's very little industry in Grundy County so you know I think there's an argument if you if you go to an area that maybe is extremely rural where you don't have municipalities and those things around there I think there maybe could be an argument that you you could go and and put landfills maybe in economically um, impoverished areas that that really could use those jobs in that generation but um, you know, I, again, I think you have to maybe not what the cheapest is always the best. Um, and so that's really, as a city, I was talking to Representative Terry last week, and he told me he did a poll that 90% of the people that were polled were against the expansion of the landfill. And 80% of the people said that they would be willing to pay more to not have for their solid waste and not have the landfill expanded and and i mean you know bart the other part you know we we spent um 
about a month ago, we're, we're spending $2 million for a transfer station for the, the southeast and southwest side of town because you, you, you don't, you have to realize this. So when our trash trucks pick up, you know, 46,000 households a week, they drive straight to the landfill. And if they sit out at the landfill for two hours waiting to, to drop, you know, their, the trash, well, that's two hours that they're not running their routes. And so ultimately you end up costing the taxpayer money, even though we get free tipping, well, you're costing the taxpayer money because those trucks need to be on the road, not sitting, waiting. We're talking about the landfill. We're talking about issues that impact Murfreesboro. We're focusing on Murfreesboro. If you want to join us, text us or talk to us. The lines are open right this minute. They just opened up. 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest. We're going to check on the traffic and weather. We'll be right back. We're all about saving you money. I'm Dave Ramsey on WGNS, Rutherford County's place to talk. Weekdays from 1 to 4 on WGNS. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the new menu items that we have added is our Salmon Imperial. Our Salmon Imperial is a fresh cut piece of salmon with shrimp and a crab meat blend. And then we've put our Alfredo sauce on top of it. It's great for a low carb diet that you can get with spinach, but also it just has an amazing flavor with a mixture of all those flavors between the shrimp Alfredo and then our salmon. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City. Come see us at 919 Northwest Broad Street. Now that spring has sprung, our baby bird nursery is filling up at Animal City. Come in and you might meet your next feathered companion. If you are looking for a new feathered companion, come meet some of our sweet hand-fed baby birds here at Animal City. Here at Animal City, we're pet lovers and pet parents too, so we have a variety of products hand-selected to make your life easier. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. Writing over 60 letters to veterans in Biloxi, Mississippi during COVID-19, veterans who could not leave base to go home and see their families during Thanksgiving or Christmas. This is a letter written by Carrie Boylan, who was inspired to become a VA Redcoat. I am still eating leftovers from Thanksgiving. Nurse Callie was kind enough to share her mac and cheese with me, along with some other favorites. Now I know what all the fuss is about. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I thank God for stretchy clothes. Hope you all had a marvelous Thanksgiving. I am so grateful for you and all the veterans who sacrificed their families during the holidays, especially for my freedom. God bless you all abundantly. It appears that winter is here this week in South Mississippi. Of course, you can never predict 10 day weather here, but it does promise to be chilly for the next week or so. Of course, your heat will be turned up and everyone will be warm and toasty. I know you join me in praying for those less fortunate and you help wherever you can. Below our jokes, courtesy of our friends at the Laugh Factory. Can a kangaroo jump higher than the Empire State Building? 
Of course, the Empire State Building can't jump. Why couldn't the leopard play hide and seek? Because he was always spotted. Have a great evening. Blessings, Kerry. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. There is no safer place in the storm. Talk Radio WGNS Murfreesboro. FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450-TV11. Welcome back. Our phone number 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us this morning. We are focusing on Murfreesboro. That number to lock in, 615-893-1450. And let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on with Mayor McFarland. How are you this morning? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, you're doing a great job, Mr. Bart and Mayor McFarland. Uh, I have a question for you for the city of Murfreesboro. Uh, it's off the old Nashville Highway in Burleson Lane, just a little bit past. Uh, they're building out there, and I was wanting to know, are they building a subdivision, or is it going to be stores and restaurants? And I'll hang up and listen to you. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. Old Nashville Highway on Bur- Burleson Lane. You know, the county and the city sort of intersect out there, um, so I'm not sure that that's a city project, but I'll find out. Um I maybe don't, Sam will. Yeah, I don't think. You. I don't think that. Yeah, maybe Sam will text me. I don't think that's a city project that's out there. Okay, we will try to find out, and uh, if we don't have the answer before the show's over, we'll we'll pass it on. Good morning. You're on WGNS with the mayor. How are you today? Yeah, I got a few comments. Okay. Uh, the convenience center on Bridge Avenue. Mm-hmm. It's only open three days a week. Well. So it's a couple of them days a week. It's not open either. It's locked up because the dumpsters are full. Uh, also, I haven't been out there in a while. They used to be out there at the landfill. It was unreal how much new construction material was dumped in there that could have been recycled. I'm sure not. they're not doing it now since lumber is so high. But it's just ironic. And uh, you're talking about the land of planting. You know, there's probably 5,000 storage buildings in Murfreesboro where people want to hold on to their junk. And pretty soon they're going to pay out more. It's just unreal how much stuff people have in this land here. I'll hang up and listen. All right. Thank you for calling. I've made a note on the convenience center. The convenience center gets into a really a little more complicated on um you know the the convenience center inside the city there predominantly we've you know we had a contract with republic that was through the county on on they you know pick up our recycling there well you know that that recycling fills up so quick that we've made the decision as a city that we're going to supplement that you know with our own uh, pickup but you know, we, we've had that discussion on the convenience center inside the city for, for years now. And, you know, it, it's another one of those things where the majority of the people who are, are using that convenience center, we also already provide trash pickup inside the city. So it's uh, that that's a tough one that we've worked on for years because it's, you know, a lot of commercial businesses are using those 
trash you know those those trash bins to fill up so we're, we're working on it we have a texture from a listener says you can still smell the landfill over by Jones Boulevard uh, on some mornings and they say it is just terrible good morning you're on WGNS with the mayor how are you today we're good this morning Bart and good morning to you good morning and mayor good morning sir good morning it's an honor um, Mayor, I just wanted to ask you about the quality check of the water uh, out at the landfill in that area. Obviously, there are streams and stuff around there. How often is that checked and maybe the results of that? And one last part of the question would be the, I understand Republic does own the property, literally. Is that and, right? They uh, own it? Upon the closure or whatever, they will maintain the property i'm assuming that's correct yes and i've heard that they were going to actually move the mountain maybe at some point i've not ever heard that i don't okay. know um that, i think that'd be tough to be able to because yeah. you you know you'd have to take it somewhere else um exactly, but exactly. but we monitor um that, those are all good questions I, I it's hard for me to get into all the technicalities but our water and sewer department routinely monitor the water uh in everything that's inside the the everything that's in the stream they monitor that routinely as a matter of fact mr gore did that last week on um a complaint that we had gotten just to check for e coli and some of the other things so they routinely and and they're mandated to be able to do that of course the wastewater that we put in or our reuse water um that has to be check before it ever goes into the stream where our wastewater plan is so yes it's pretty stringent on what we have to do and the record keeping that we have to keep um now republic i don't know through tdec if they have to monitor the stream that's around there uh i, I don't know their process i do know that you know tdec comes out routinely and checks their landfill and for violations i mean one of the things it's eye-opening when you start getting into some of these things but you know a drone that's flied every quarter around around the landfill looking at at blowouts and some of those things this is all public record through through tdec but um i mean needless to say with landfills there's significant environmental um challenges that that could happen or if not handled correctly um will happen Here's another text from a listener. They're saying that uh, they've been listening to the conversations over the past several months about uh, different ideas and how Republic has been involved in many of these new concepts and they're using them in other states. What's to keep them from simply uh, putting into phase some of these concepts of getting rid of the waste and making the landfill last a lot longer. Obviously, they say it's a Republic who would be the ones who benefit because they can continue to charge people for the garbage that's put in there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what the county's going through right now. The Public Works um, Committee, Mayor Ketron has been working on that. I know he's he made that sort of a staple of his, of his administration as soon as he was elected. So... I mean, I think we're all working and agree that there are better solutions. I think that's one of the reasons why when, you know, this original expansion came about a couple of months ago, I think it was June the 1st that we were um, very, I mean, you know, we weren't 
I don't want it to say that we hadn't been doing our due diligence, but, you know, sometimes you go through and you're like, okay, look, this is what we're working towards because this is what we've, you know, been told. So I think that's why, you know, all this really got put into fast forward and the camp in, a, in a tough spot because they had been working towards, you know, other solutions for the entire county. Um, and I think that's what they have narrowed it down to five different, um, five different vendors who are looking at different solutions so i think what the the person who's texting i think that's what exactly what the county and um the city you know we're doing that darren gore did um um send you a text darren gore did send me a text and he said we do daily checks of several water quality parameters on the east fork and we do extensive testing twice a year oh very so. good our phone number by the way 615-893-1450 you can talk or text, whichever you prefer, all on that one line. And here's a, another text. A listener is asking uh, if you would explain a little bit more about the fuel that you had indicated uh, that would be created uh, at the plant in Morrison. What is the fuel for? And uh, is there going to be a long-term use for that fuel? Yeah, so that's what they, um, the process, it, 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 it's a, it's a biofuel called S4. I, I, anyway, it, it, it basically is looks like a pellet. Um, and so what it does, they have machines that go through and magnets, and it pulls out metal and all the things, and so it separates these things. So it's single. It's a single stream, um, and so the trash goes to them, and then it goes through a process to where in about 30 minutes they go through and it turns into these dried pellets that can be used for for fuel um so you know the companies that use these and i can't go into all of their they haven't announced yet but they've got significant contracts that they're getting ready to do in california and obviously if you can do it in california as stringent as they are on environmental things then you know we know it'll work here but um, a lot of concrete plants will use those whenever they're um, you know asphalt plants that have to have significant fuel use it, it it's a substitute for anyone that uses a coal a coal alternative in some of those those types of fuel so you know my, my thought is and that's one of the reasons that we wanted to go ahead and spend the money um, to identify who those end users could be because as much manufacturing and things that we have here in Rutherford County or really the mid-state specifically on automotive I mean, wouldn't it be great if we were able to partner with Nissan or someone else or Bridgestone or some of the areas in, in Laverne to say, look, this is an alternative fuel source that we could use. Or at the same time, part of this process would be looking with Middle Tennessee Electric and TVA where maybe it's a, a, a fuel source that could be put to the side in a plant that generates electricity that then could be distributed so i think there's a there's several different alternatives that we can we can work through okay so it's an alternative basically to fuel to to, to coal well coal or in in some cases that you're able to you know of course produce electricity i mean the, the cheapest electricity that can be produced is is hydro um hydroelectric just because it's you're basically running water through a dam to to turn turbines to generate electricity and, and that's one of the reasons we have such cheap fuel or cheap electricity in in tennessee with the with tva but if there are alternatives where 
manufacturing. I mean, look at Pillsbury Rich uh, Riches that they have all of these substations that are you know that are there on their facilities where you know, maybe it's the opportunity where we partner together and it helps Rutherford County and it helps those industries. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. A person's asking about uh, the renovations uh, just off the square at the old Methodist Church. They say they hear a lot of conversation about it's going to be started any day, but they still don't see a whole lot of action. Yeah, we got emails the other day. They started with the demolition. Um, so it, it went through the city council two or three weeks ago on you know, the overall uh, final plan and what that they were you know what they were doing with the parking garage and also with um, the living space so you know there was an article the other day that was published about um, you know tax rebates and those type of things and we've not you know seen any of that yet but I mean I think the one thing to really you know talk about on incentives especially downtown um, you know, we're not getting anything off that property right now. There, there's no property tax revenue. There's no sales tax revenue, and hasn't you know, been. And no, for it hasn't decades. been for for yeah for since Hundreds. the <laughs> since the bank left. You know, and yeah. and, and even before that, yeah, it was a church. So you can't tax that. So I mean, I think the thing that is to it's easy to talk about what you're giving, but it's a whole lot harder to talk about what you're getting. And right now we're getting nothing. So I think anything that is above nothing is better than what we were getting, plus looking at having an investment of 70 to $90 million downtown. But they are getting started, and that's something that's been going through the, you know, it's a, that's a significant process to go through. And it's, uh, I guess, the is the hotel back in the picture, the boutique hotel? Or no, is- you know, no one right now... Um, you know, no one right now is wanting, when I say no one, financial institutions based on what happened with COVID, no one wants to finance a hotel right now just because people are not staying in hotels. Um, so they, that still is in the, could be a placeholder there, but they're moving more towards um, condos that can be bought, you know, where people want to live downtown but not necessarily be a hotel. Alrighty, our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. Our mayor is with us this morning, Shane McFarland. So if you have a question, he'll be here for another ten minutes. Don't let the time slip away without your two cents. Six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. And we've got another question. We'll get to that in just a moment. Stay with us. Receive breaking news, sports scores, traffic, and weather bulletins on your cell phone. Sign up for text alerts at WGNSRadio.com. Old friends, new name, better together, as First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to, whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, 
just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at getsthealthcare.com. Good morning. Traffic still moving right now. 24 out through the Hickory Hollow area as you continue towards Davidson County, towards Nashville. Just watch your speed, not only head in that direction, but also on 24 towards Montego Mountain, uh, up through Manchester. Lots of radar. Ripley's Aquarium. PJ party with the penguins coming up July 30th. Check it out. Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon. A blend of clouds and sunshine develops a high in the low 90s. Southwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 69. This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. Hey, hi, and hello there. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Fun lovers and truth seekers. Weekday mornings at 10 on WGNS AM FM Online. Welcome back. Happy birthday to Felicia North. Felicia North wins that delicious banana pudding this morning from Slick Pig Barbecue. Felicia North, our birthday winner. And our good neighbor of the day is Patience Long at the Center for the Arts. And she receives flowers from Jenny and the whole family over there at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts at 117 South Academy Street. Good morning, Jenny. Hey, welcome back. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland's with us. And we have a question here from a listener who says, is medical waste being taken to the landfill? I, I don't know, Bart. I couldn't answer that. I I can find out, but I don't know. Okay. Uh, another question, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. A listener's asking about, uh, we hear so much in the news about schools and the cost of education being one of our main expenses. Uh, are we getting a hand on that? Are we getting a handle on that? Well, I, I don't know if there's necessarily something inside the city that we you know we've found this magic solution i mean yes it is you know 70 percent of our projects that we have going through are road construction projects but you know the last school we built was 40 million dollars and i think this uh, i think 70 percent of the county's budget is all on on schools so you know with the growth of the of the county and the city you know schools are going to continue to be a significant um a significant expenditure and I, we've talked about for for years being able to partner with the county and you know it doesn't make sense for us to build a 40 million dollar school and then to build one you know two miles away that's a 70 million dollar school so i think you're going to continue to see partnerships and also with the elected school boards different ways to be able to you know to be able to work through those things i mean we still contend that and I know Representative Terry and Representative Reeves, or excuse me, Senator Reeves, Senator White, Representative Rudd and, and Representative Sparks and Representative Baum are all working on the BEP funding, uh, which is how, you know, we're funded in, inside the city. And we've contended that, you know, the state funding, we need some, some help on that. So I think those are things that we'll continue to work on. 
totally different subject now. What can we do about people darting out in traffic on major roads? It happens all the time, especially on Broad Street. Yeah, I, you know, I had a lady this morning as I was coming in that was walking on the wrong side of the road, and, and that's something our police continue to, to work through. But, I mean, the, it, it's really going to be, especially on Broad Street, where do, every time that we get the opportunity to be able to redevelop an area there to add sidewalks in, in our older areas, that's something that that will help. But, you know, going through on that significant st- stretch of Broad Street is going to continue to take years to be able to, to upgrade that. Um, so, you know, hopefully... Um, and Sam comes through basically enhancing the pedestrian crossing. Sam Huddleston, our, our engineer, he's our director of development now, just sent. We're going through, and you'll notice at intersections like Thompson Lane and Robert Rose, you'll look at many different areas with Chris Griffith um, with the city that we have implemented these hotspot programs to be able to fix our, you know, fix pedestrian crossings. And a listener is asking about how is uh, the bump project? Uh, <laughs> and I speed, think we all know what that is. Speed cushion project, okay. yeah. Speed you know, cushion, okay. We did that in February, so we're nearing our six-month period that the, uh-huh. the council had committed to. But um, it has gone really well on Alexander Boulevard. Um, I, you know, that had been an area that... Uh, we gotten multi, multi, multi com- numbers of complaints, and so we're really at the point to where you know people are sending us things saying, "Hey, now you know this is the first time since I've lived there that we feel comfortable walking on the sidewalk that cars aren't going by at 50 miles an hour," and you know because it's just the nature of of speeding that you know you can't put a police officer there 24 hours a day, right? You know, right on on a road, so. This has helped, um, and, and I think we've gotten, I forget, with Michelle Emerson, who's our, our new, she's been there for, for years, but our, our new city engineer promoted to that position. We, we now are going through the process of taking applications on, on roads and streets throughout Murfreesboro, and um, I think it's something you're going to see that will move forward, and I'm proud it took long took a long time to, to get it moving and convince um you know people that this we thought it would work but yeah it's it's working is this an expensive process not really um you know i think we spent for in in not necessarily knowing how many and how um how you know the road alexander's a long road it was about twenty thousand dollars to do that so we're putting a thing in process to where you know we we can use state street fund money um, but really, I think it's one of those things that as the developer development community comes through and there's, you know, subdivisions that are being built. One, we don't like to approve long stretches of straight roads like Alexander Boulevard now would never get um, approved, you know, back the way it was 20 years ago or even for that matter, Regency Park Drive. You know, we don't like long stretches of roads like that that people can just fly on. So. I think you're going to see that move forward through the city. We've gotten a lot of recommendations. You know, we're not going to be able to do this on three-lane roads. For example, you know, Sulphur Springs, Sulphur Springs Road or even to some extent, um, you know, Racket Club or River Rock, you know, those, those are probably more arteri- arterial roads that are going to be tough to do it on. But interior roads, collectors, 
those are roads that we feel like you know can we can really make a difference. What about some of the uh, areas where uh, you already have a heavy flow of traffic? Are you going to be uh, increasing the width of the roads in the future? Yeah, I mean we've got road projects all over Murfreesboro that we're you know River Rock is going to be one or Racket Club one of the, the two that you know when roads were built 30 40 years ago they were ditch line roads with no sidewalks and so I think you're going to see those you know those type of projects progress through that absolutely will help with with um, traffic flow and speeding we're flat out of time and we have folks calling us hey <laughs> so we'll, we'll come back again yeah hey have a super rest All of the right. day nice to see everyone murfreesboro mayor shane mcfarland visiting with us truman is next right here on wgns murfreesboro